0: Welcome back, everyone. It's Alan Share, your host at Flock and Gather. Welcome back. It's 18 minutes of amazing spa and wellness podcast. I'm going down to Louisville, Kentucky. You notice I said that correct, right? Louisville, not Louisville. I got that part. We're going to be with Miranda Calatrello today. She is at... uh, Calatrello Creative. She does everything you want to know about marketing, so we'll get right to it. Miranda, how are you this morning?
1: I'm good. I am uh, glad to be back. So thank you so much for having me back on the show. i excited to talk about all things social.
0: (laughs) I love it. I want to tell uh, our listeners as we get um, started, you can go to calatrellocreatives.com. It's spelled C-A-L-A- T-R-E-L-L-O, Calatrello with two L's. Creatives, that's plural.com. I know you said you're going to rebrand. We'll talk about that in a in a little bit as well. But you know, Miranda, everything in our world seems to be about social media these days. So when you meet someone and they say, Oh, what do you do? How do you describe your vast marketing? knowledge. What do you how do you synthesize it down so they understand what you do?
1: That's a great question. Yeah, so we are a boutique digital marketing agency to all encompass uh, all social emails, ads, we do it all. Um, we're kind of the powerhouse of a digital strategy um, when we join on with a small business owner. Um, so through that, we'll you know, uh, meet with them, understand what their goals are, their budget, what they're trying to execute. And um, we use all those pinpoints to create a digital roadmap um, that we then will recommend for them to take on. So you know, if it's brand awareness, we go down the organic social route. If it's ROI, leads, traffic, we talk about SEO, Google Ads, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram ads. Uh, how is their website performing? What what does that score look like? So everything and in between. So a digital marketing powerhouse is kind of how we we framed it up a little bit in, in our internal team here um, to encompass all the touch points because they're all important. It's a holistic marketing approach that you need nowadays, not just one touch point. So
0: good. Um, You're in Louisville, but you guys have clients across the country. It doesn't really matter where you are today, does it?
1: It doesn't know, and it uh helps me travel too, right? There's a the good get- excuse to travel. We have a lot of clients uh, on the West Coast, uh Seattle and California, and we have some on the East Coast, New York, and uh, of course Louisville, and then the South. So ranging all across the the United States, um, but all focused primarily on spa and wellness businesses and female entrepreneurship. So mm-hmm.
0: I love it. Oh, well, talk for a minute about female entrepreneurship because. We are in an industry that is I'm going to say 85% women. So I love I love our business. I've been at it 35 years in the wellness channel but it, and it's always been a much higher percentage of women. So this is really a great business to be a woman in, correct?
1: it is it is i know we went back and forth as we were thinking of our our rebrand this year and how we wanted to frame ourselves up and we realized our you know 98 percent of our book of business are female entrepreneurs um, whether they're in the spa space or other spaces and we were kind of re-scripting our copy and what do we want our brand to say and how do we want people to feel about it and um it all came back down to really honing in on and being and being um confident in the delivery that we are you know female founded uh, and operated agency, and that really kind of resonates with our current clients, and then clients we're sourcing as well. So it was a beautiful alignment to really piggyback off of off of that. And um, we went back and forth, pros and cons of that. Right? That does that alienate some client base? Um, does it not? Does it help people feel a little bit more attached? And at the end of the day, it was. Someone who is, you know, in that space um, would feel more confident working with an agency who who owns that verbiage, who can can understand the back end and and the the strengths, and you know, a lot of that would be, you know, if you're a mom and female an entrepreneurship, so how you handle that. We you know we understand that on our team. Also, the you know barriers you will kind of run into operationally, or even you know through marketing. So um, it was a point that we felt confident enough to to really really utilize um, all across our own personal marketing, so. Do
0: you think in the spa and wellness, you know, we say spa, but it's spa, salon, resort, wellness, medical spots, all the same. Um, do you think there's a different form of marketing that want that we should be using that talks to women and are coming into our industry versus men who want to come into a spa or wellness facility?
1: Hmm. I would say yes. So it has to be very visually heavy on your content delivery. Um, So people and that's not just, um, you know, there's a different differentiation on content um, that people need to capture for all of those entities. There's a nice balance between professional videography being captured, you know, it looks staged, it's very clean, it's luxurious, if that's kind of what leans into your brand. But we find that a lot of women are really, really wanting to see and are engaging most with like native content, like uh, user generated content, people that come and experience the spa, like here's, you'll see those videos where a life in the day of me walking through or I'm visiting this spa for the first time ever and they walk through the doors and you see little clips of them throughout that whole entire process. Um, that's what someone, you know, a just traditional person who's scrolling wants to see. They want to see not the brand marketing themselves, but somebody else marketing it for them, whether that partnership is actually real behind the scenes, which it likely is, but it makes it kind of an organic native, um, authentic experience that you're seeing showcasing online through that video and or other, you know, photography and, and graphic content. But um, I think that is a big player, especially in this industry, is, you know, everyone can find a stock photo of a massage or they can find a, you know, a hair photo in the back. But um, showcasing that one in video and two showcasing it with someone real behind the scenes and not a model, I think is really important. Um,
0: um, by the way those pictures bore the heck out of me these days. You know, those stock photos that have been around forever. It's like, seriously, you're still using that? Okay, you said something uh, that's always a pet peeve of mine. You talked about people scrolling around, which is why I say people don't read today. Like most of their reading is done um, on a phone. I just read where 30% of people who use TikTok are getting their news on TikTok. And I'm thinking, wait, what? What? Because I get my news from 20 different sources. So I don't even have a TikTok account. So going to TikTok for me doesn't doesn't resonate. But it's hard for me to believe. But my what the point I wanted to bring up was people don't read anymore because that the whole Twitter world now X got people down to kind of thinking in bites, right? So you only really have a few seconds. Mm-hmm. to get their attention can you address that please
1: yes absolutely especially when you're scrolling i think uh most recently it's like three to five seconds is what you have for someone as they're scrolling for them to stop on your post whatever it may be so you need that post to one take up space take up a digital footprint on that feed be engaging enough to stop the scroll and also um, have like a purpose to it. Right. So it's not just quantity of, of posts. I think that's a misconception of like, I have to be churning out five posts a day. Um, and you, there's a frequency and it depends on your industry on how frequent you need to be active online. Um, for spa wellness aligned, it's four to five, right, per week. I um, mean, it depends based on area, but um, that content has to be valuable, it has to be a value add, it has to be them experiencing something, and that all very well leans into videos, as we've known in the past two years. Instagram reels, TikTok videos, even Facebook—you know—now has the the Instagram crossover. Um, videos are truly the most engaging, and uh, you know are flipping through your tv and channels of course you'll you stop on ads and that's why those are have been successful for years and years um otas and things like that but um it needs to be engaging enough to capture and to have some movement and it doesn't mean graphics are dead or photos are dead but photos have to be authentic they have to be real they have to be in your space they have to be your staff you know they can't be stock truly anymore it's people under. they know it they know it they know it's stock they know it's you know not going to be uh, it's not real
0: um I either read hoard, or I'm totally making this up that YouTube gets like 2 billion video views a day across the globe yeah. now. Yes, and that it doesn't a- mean people watch the whole video, but they start something that they're watching. 2 billion?
1: It, ha- it has to be up there because I, for a majority of our clients now in 2024, forecasting for marketing... Uh, YouTube Shorts are a big player in the game of how we're going to be pushing content because it has an incredible amount of like SEO keyword capabilities and ranking on Google comparatively to other platforms. And it's st- it's not as saturated of a like short video format as TikTok and Instagram are. Is. So uh, I think there's huge success in that capability, and it's mainly a cross post, right? So whatever you post on Instagram Reels, download that and post it on YouTube. So just keeping that in mind in the forefront, it's been a right. platform that's fallen to the wayside that people have forgotten about, or they think about it for long form video content, but it is the new short game.
0: Okay. Uh, Miranda, I want to, we started this conversation before we got online, you and I talked about a digital roadmap and I, you do social and you do blog writing and graphic design and ad management, and email marketing and on and on and on. So give our listeners a reason why when you use the word digital roadmap, by the way, it always makes me think of, um, Oh God, who was on the yellow brick road? Why am I mental blocking this morning?
1: Oh Oh, gosh. Uh, Dorothy.
0: Dorothy. You know, when (laughs) Dorothy was not on the yellow brick road, she was wandering. But once she got on the road, she had a plan that got her to the Emerald castle. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon the use of that this morning, but So talk about why having, not just, hey, can you do social? Hey, can you do some ads for me? But having a roadmap, talk to that, please.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I find it incredibly necessary because as we know, social and digital marketing is it's a saturated market. Everyone and their mother and their sister and their daughter feel like they can be a social queen. Right. Um, that's you know true to a fact, but there needs to be strategy result driven, like a, a path to get you there. So we start with, what are your goals? Um, and then we backtrack from there. Like, okay, your goal is to have 10 leads, 20 leads, a hundred leads per month coming into say your salon. Um, And of those leads, you want this many to convert and, you know, we buffer some cancellation. So how are we going to get to that true goal of bringing you 30 new clients a month? And so then we think about,, okay, what's the budget that we have to work with, and what are the resources? So do we have an email list do we need to build that up? Do we have a social channel? Do we have content that we can be pushing out? So we do a little bit of some backlog backtracking, and we also like a phased approach too, because most of our small business owners, you know, when we start, um, thirty days is not enough to activate to do a photo shoot, to do a video shoot to, you know, maybe it's build out a website or build out their Google ads. So, we try to break it out in a really digestible for both us and for the client and say, okay, phase one, this month, we're going to be, this is our priorities into next month. We have those priorities. We add more on. And then we get to, normally it's like a 90 day process to exactly where we need to be at to start really seeing the funnel working for us. Um, and then there's checks and bounces too, to reevaluate. Like, is email marketing working? Is it bringing us the leads? No, let's turn that off, let's turn something else on. So it creates a, a plan and a, allowing you to pivot as well and kind of divert your road because um, it is necessary in digital. You never know what's gonna roll out the next day. So you gotta be flexible.
0: Mm-hmm. We're speaking today with Miranda Calatrello creatives i know i gotta spell it for people that never find you right Mm -hmm. but i know you're rebranding we're gonna talk about that in a sec go to c-a-l-a-t-r-e-l-l-o creatives that's plural.com Calatrello creatives miranda the when people come to you and they go well i just want to try social for 30 days and see how it works why is that not the answer
1: Uh, because it's a revolving door right so you test (laughs) it out (laughs) um there's not you know it's not a specific investment I find that when people are like or or I want followers I I hear that all the time like I want a thousand five thousand ten thousand followers and I want them in 30 days um you know for me you're thinking about the wrong thing you're not thinking about the long-term plan or the long-term like growth and investment so we want to invest in our we invest in our clients I mean an incredible amount in their business and in themselves. Um, but in order to do that, there needs to be trust in, in, in both ways and investment of time, and energy, and, and, and really diving in and understanding what the plan is and the roadmap and being confident in that path range. Um, but yeah, it, it takes more than 30 days to, to generate the engagement for the algorithm to pick you up to understand that, you know, your content's being fed and liked and uh, it pushes you to the discovery feed or it might not, you might need to pivot. So traditionally for organic social to really, work in your favor and for you to see a return it takes 90 days to be active and and on it
0: i know i'm i know i'm dating myself when i say this but back when i ran new life systems and we originally were going into the catalog business and we were built in the catalog and i said to the creative guy well how many catalogs do we need to mail and he looked at me he goes well we're never going to stop mailing and you know, it was a wake-up call because I'm thinking, well, if we send 50,000 catalogs out there, then everybody will know who I am, and I'll be done uh, mailing. Yeah. Over the years, before we sold the uh, company to Bodywork Mall and, and MassageWarehouse.com, we were mailing slightly over a million catalogs a year. So we were in the mail every six weeks like clockwork. And what happened? It made the phone ring, it generated internet orders, and I, I just committed to it. And that's sort of what we're talking about. If you're gonna do a digital roadmap, then commit to the map and give it a chance to work, correct?
1: Yep, yeah, exactly. And after the 90 days, I mean, if it doesn't work, then you know, one, you need to evaluate who you're working with, or two, you need to evaluate what your plan is. So I think it's a it's a good estimation of time for someone to for the marketer to get you to that point and really prove that success, right? And and that to tr- build that trust. And it also allows for some uh, changes on the back end too. So I think it'll work
0: Miranda, place. in the couple minutes we have left, I want to play shotgun answers with you. Okay, because there's so much to talk about. We'll have to do this again if you were gonna give our listeners two tips today that they can turn around and do this week before Gobble Gobble Thanksgiving Day comes around, what would you tell them to do right now?
1: Good question. I would go search your business on Google. Go search your business on Google. See if you have a Google My Business listing. If you don't, you can claim it in five seconds. Uh, It takes maybe about five minutes to build out your profile with some easy click steps that it allows you to do that. It's helpful for SEO. It's helpful for search capabilities. I'd audit, you know, what comes up. Do you come up? Does your website come up? Does your social media platforms come up within that first five ranking tiers? If it doesn't, then, you know, that's when you know you do, you know, you need a a digital strategy that it goes just beyond social media. Um, You can do the same role on Instagram and Facebook, so.
0: Okay, so go to uh, my Google business, correct?
1: Yes, yeah, or to google.com. in your name, business name. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And the second thing is actually audit where you come up on the the page. It actually might not take that much to go from the sixth listing to the second listing, but people don't know that unless they start the process, right?
1: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah. in fact I'd say it's very much akin to we've all looked ourselves up on the internet. Why are you not looking up your business and your competitors? Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. And your right. rankings and where you are. Very-
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Miranda we barely touched all the stuff I want to talk about but I think it's a good start friends again remember look up uh, Miranda she's a Keletrello creative C-A-L-A T-R-E-L-L-O creatives.com. Miranda, uh, Miranda my best to you and your family I know your husband serves thank you and your family a ton and I hope you guys have a wonderful turkey day as well
1: Thank you so much, y'all too, thank you.
0: Thank you, and friends remember, please be kind to one another.